Hi, this is Bill Arnold. Missed a show or need me talking to help you sleep tonight? I have several solutions to that situation. Here are the podcasts from the show. You are the best for listening and supporting Faith Radio. afternoons with me. I'm Bill Arnold, and wow, what a nice day here in Minneapolis. The sun is shining. I've got a cup of coffee. I just shut my phone off, so it's not going to ring during the show. I have a great show on top of it all, but I do want to start with a great passage from Jeremiah chapter 17. It says, but blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in the year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. That's from Jeremiah chapter 17, verses 7 to 8. One of my favorite chapters in the Old Testament, Jeremiah 17. But to get things started, I'm going to have Patrick come on the show. Uh, He is, uh, of course, my friend and colleague from the great state of Iowa, and he is the ranking member on the program right now. Patrick, welcome. I have him ranking member alphabetically, as you Of course you are. Yeah, as you, uh, for people who don't know, my last name is spelled with five A's right there at the beginning. So uh, if you're looking for a tow truck driver, they'll be after me. <laughs> <laughs> Always the first in the book, right? Always the first in the book. Yeah. Good to talk to you. Good to talk to you. Say, uh, today, you've got some information on today. What kind of equinox is today? Uh, today is the spring equinox. Which means what? Um, it means that we have equal parts uh, day and night. Okay. The, day, the day is perfectly split in half. It used to be called, some people call it the vernal uh, equinox, which I always thought meant you had to watch equal parts of Ernest Goes to Camp and <laughs> Ernest Goes to Jail. <laughs> to kind of balance those two movies. That sounds painful. Uh, it does sound, but mm-hmm. it, it actually is. It's it's a. We of course have the autumnal equinox, which is the first day of autumn, and that's also equal parts night and day. So we get two of those a year. As and everything just starts to move in those directions, they start to get longer than shorter. And but there's just there's two perfect days a year, well, where it's exactly half and half. That's interesting, and that's today. I mean, that kind of reminds yeah. me of the very binary world in which we live. God tells yes. the truth, and Satan lies. Only all the time. Only one hundred percent of the time. Yep. And I've got a, a mm-hmm. great guest coming up at the five o'clock hour. Not to talk about her in advance of you. But Beth Guckenberger is joining me, and she wrote a book called Throw the First Punch, Defeating the Enemy, Hell-Bent on Your Destruction. And so I was reading it, and it's really an interesting book. But I, I jotted down a whole bunch of stuff that I thought would be kind of fun to talk about in advance of her coming on the program, because I like talking about this stuff with you. And I, I more or less put this in my own words, but God wants me alert, but Satan wants me oblivious. Mm-hmm. There's your binary. There's your half and half. God wants me alert. Satan wants me oblivious. God leads me to humility. Satan prefers me to always be right. Boy, you lose some uh, friends that way, don't you? Yeah. Well, it, it's uh, one of the struggles with uh, raising kids is, uh, and I don't know, first off, I don't know when the transition happens. Uh, sometime as you get into adulthood, I can't uh, even be certain if it has happened for me yet. <laughs> But uh, there is a time, and I'm sure you're aware of when it happened to you, where you realized 
there are other people and I, I must consider <laughs> their needs. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's, you know, for some people, it's probably not till much later, but, um, you, you, you just, you wake up to that. And the thing that I think takes a little bit longer to realize is how much joy there is in serving others. Yes. And God wants As, us to serve. And I think Satan would prefer us staying selfish and self-focused. Yeah. Serve ourselves. Yep. Exactly. What's in it for me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything's about me. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was his initial, his, his first lie was to, uh, uh, promise that, uh, I can, I can make you as powerful <laughs> as, as the main guy. Mm. You don't even listen to him. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, uh, it's, uh, let's make this about you. Yeah. Don't serve him. You can serve yourself. There's always more, isn't there? Well. Yeah. God, God will give us strength and Satan really hopes that you will feel weak and discouraged. Not going to do it. Uh, I'm going to rest in God's strength. Not your strength, his strength. Rest in it. But now, have you ever, you know, had those those times in your life, and and maybe it's it's the reminder that that is Satan's work. Have you had those times where you feel like it's not about giving up on something, but almost just saying, "What's the point of anything?" Mm-hmm. And uh, you realize that you know that the the one that wants you to to give up to not trust in God anymore is Satan. Yeah. God oh, wants us to be brave. Be brave, be bold. Satan would prefer us to just be afraid. Be afraid all the time. Oh. That's not going to work. That's not our identity. No. Jesus says no. uh, the Bible teaches us to be bold and to, and to be uh, take risks for the kingdom. God never will leave me. Satan wants me to feel lost all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he wants you to feel as if God has already left you. Mm-hmm. I'm still, I, I apologize. I, I'm still thinking about that, that fearful, the one you just did, because it just struck me how we live in a world now with the 24 hour news cycle. And, uh, you, you toss in some social media there where we, we tend to communicate a lot more in the course of a day than we used to in a year with people. And, the majority of it seems to be not just that it's negative, but that it's to strike fear. Mm, I agree. Everything is, everything is fearful. Everything is, it's, it's, everything's the end of the world. Everything is, uh, run, hide, cower. Yeah. It's just constant barrage mm-hmm. all day long. Yeah. God, I know, wants us to feel equipped to fight back against these evils in the world. And I'm pretty sure Satan would prefer that you stay very crushed in your spirit and too weak to fight. I don't think he's up for the fight. He, he, he knows ultimately God wins, right? So, he, he, so his, his, his only chance of success with you is, is to get you to not fight, give up. Yeah. Keep Isn't you discouraged. It? That's it. Keep you discouraged. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. This is great stuff. By the kind of, way. I kind of agree. God, God wants us to have freedom. And, and Satan wants, I think, us to be critical, judgmental, and unaware of our own sin. That goes back to the oblivious. Yeah, it does. It does. Uh, or yep. to at least say, my sin isn't really sin. Yeah. My sin's okay. Yeah. Yeah. God, everybody, uh, yeah. God just wow. gives life and, and breathes it into us. And Satan says, you know, I... 
I want you to be numb and kind of confused. If you keep in the numb and confused world, you're not gonna you're not gonna live in victory. Mm. Mm. Wait, wait! You hit me with all this really good stuff. I, uh, you, could, you know, you you could make a half hour out of any one of these. I know. I think. I know. Yeah. Or somebody could write a book. Yeah. Well, she did. We're going to talk about oh, that at the okay. five o'clock hour. Yeah. Yeah. God wants yeah. us uh, to have His peace, and I I know Satan is much happier if we're anxious, because we we you know I think the most Googled verse last year was. Uh, this is Philippians 4, 6, and 7, don't worry about anything, but in all your prayers, ask God for what you need. Always asking with a thankful heart. And God's peace, which is far beyond human understanding, will keep your hearts and minds safe in union with Christ Jesus. I think that was the most Googled verse last year. People are looking for peace and not to worry. So I think the enemy's attack will always be stay anxious, be worried. Okay, so I had an experience today. Um, I was doing some work with people that they're, they're social workers uh, through one of the universities here in town, and uh, they were just they're they were crispy. I think is the the best way I can put it. Uh, stressed beyond compare. So we were asking, well, what 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 is the what is the cause of the stress? Never been so busy. And so one of the therapists. Uh, I said, well, what about you? She said, well, you know, normally in a given year, I have a couple dozen clients that I work with. She said, this past year, it's over 200. The phone won't stop ringing people in despair, people in stress, people ready to give up. And and of course, that's my, my, my job is to try and help them. And it's draining me mm-hmm. because it's so overwhelming right now. So many people are feeling despair, but can you imagine having a 10, nearly a tenfold increase in your clients saying, please help me? Yeah, that's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. God can do it, by the way. Yes, I know he, he can. can handle the client. Yeah. He can handle the clients. Yeah. All right. Here's another toughie that God will um, provide a way out when we're tempted. We learn about that in first Corinthians 10, but Satan would really much prefer you kind of resort back to being distracted with short lived pleasures. E. Just got personal. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it did. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's funny too. The 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 short lived pleasures, you don't think they are. You know, you you look at uh, it, you know some you and I have done a lot of work with people who are addicted to substances, and they they just don't seem to catch on that you know each a pursuit of that, uh, the next good feeling is going to be shorter and shorter and shorter. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's that tether ball that's going around the pole. And, and each time you do it, the, the pleasure that it gives you lasts less and right. less, less and less, less. Uh, but we, we, we never want to think that things are short lived. We think that, you know, just like with anything in life, if, if I just had enough of this, mm-hmm. then, then, then the happiness would be set in stone. Yeah. I'd, I'd be great. Yeah. And, oh, wow. God makes me new, makes me brand new. I'm, new. I'm a new creation in Christ. And and Satan, his strategy, of course, just being the opposite of what God does, will want you to feel used and worthless. Not going to do it. Um, this is a lot of stuff to keep in the in the forefront of your mind. And in, in I, I don't know if there's an easy way to sum it up, that if you're feeling anything that is pulling you toward the dark, 
you have to realize who's at work here. Yep. Is, is that just the best way to be aware of what's going on? Yeah. Because yeah. it's easy to succumb to this, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and in the morning, pray against everything from the kingdom of darkness that's up facing you yeah. that day, just to pray against all of it. All right. Let's see. Uh, God, God get, gives me the power that raised Jesus from the dead. We learn about that in Ephesians chapter 1, that we have this power that's living in us through the Holy Spirit that is the same power that was used to raise Jesus from the dead. And Satan, I know, wants us to be clueless to the power of God in our life. Oh, hmm? he, does, he doesn't want us to know the promise. Yeah, right. Um, because if there is no promise then why not do everything he says? Mm-hmm. Because what does it matter, right? What does it matter anymore? Yeah. Uh, very right. subtle. Uh, God God always, uh, God wants contentment. God wants us to have contentment. And Satan wants us to have chaos and lots of it. <laughs> so on that, I'll take a short break. Patrick Albanese is my guest <laughs> as we get our Monday started. <laughs> Hope you uh, had a good weekend. So glad you're with me today. Be right back. What would you do with a brain if you had one? Do? Why, if I had a brain, I could... I could while away the hours, conferring with the flowers, consulting with the rain. And my head, I'd be scratching while my thoughts were busy hatching if I only had a brain. Welcome to the show. So glad you're with me today. It is... um... Always fun to start my day, uh, my Monday on a lighter note with my friend Patrick Albanese, who is a uh, performer, a radio host, former TV guy. He was uh, performed, uh, I think, more shows at the famed Magic Castle in Hollywood than anyone in existence. I'm going to leave it at that. Give or take. Okay. (laughs) Give or take. Well, I introduced more shows than anybody, which which gave me more stage time than than anybody. anybody. Yeah. Than anybody. Yeah. So as we talk about uh, today being, what was, what was the, the equinox again? Is it, do you say vernal? It's the, the vernal, yeah. Vernal, yeah. Um, we've got a, a split, a complete split, perfect split today between light and darkness today. And I just thought, you know, as we talk about the difference between uh, God's love for us and Satan's hatred for us and s- Satan's um, appetite for our destruction, who tries to roam around like a lion looking who to devour, as believers, we're, we are safe from his... Torment, uh, for the most part, we we just have to flee from him. Uh, all we have to do is flee. But let's lean into the promises that God makes. He does want us to be uh, alert and to serve and to be strong and to be brave. And he'll never leave us. And let's go be a light in the world. Let's go shine. Satan really wants a darkness where sin can grow and fester. And let's be let's be light. Let's um, let's understand that we are equipped to fight back against the, the evil in the world, and that God wants us to be free, and he offers us peace and provides us with intense belonging because once we become part of God's family, we are where we belong, and God makes us new. And Satan will always try to make us feel like we're never quite enough, but guess what? You are. Hmm. I, 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 I do love that because there's, you know, sometimes... Uh, 
like I like to, I'd like to work out and, and, and people will say, well, what's the secret to, to working out? And, uh, humorously, I'll say low self-esteem, just <laughs> thinking you're not, you know, yeah. you're not good enough. <laughs> right. And, uh, and I used to have that same answer for, you know, what is it that drives some people to continue to succeed? And, and, and then you would say, well, low self-esteem. And they would say, well, how could that be? They're, you know, the richest person from, uh, you know, Cairo, Illinois. <laughs> and, uh, you say, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding a bit, but sometimes there's a thing that drives people that they just never feel good enough. Mm-hmm. And the thing we do know is until you understand how God views you, you will never be able to feel as if you're good enough because, you know, he's the one that put the value on us. Yes. Understanding our identity in Christ is something we should all spend lots and lots of time studying in God's Word, understanding who we are in Christ, because you're never going to know who you are until you understand who you are in Him. Mm-hmm. So that that's mm-hmm. time, uh, the most beautiful time spent. So get in your Word, understand what uh, God has said about you, the promises He's made to us, and how much He loves us, and you can start to make sure your identity is formed securely around God's Word and His promises versus all the stuff that goes on in this world. You know, sometimes you want to do stuff because you don't want to be ordinary. You're trying to be a little a little more than ordinary. And I, I know because I, I see people striving all the time. You're talking to a guy who has a, a daughter who's about to turn 13. <laughs> so she she likes to be different. Yeah. She likes to be different. And so do all of her friends. They're, you know, they're, they're playing with hairstyles. They're doing all the things to stand out from... They're other friends. Right. Uh, and, you know, pretty soon the nonconformists all begin to look alike. <laughs> so, Isn't that true? A whole different, yeah. It's like the nonconformists have all taken the nonconformist pledge, which I find interesting. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's that struggle to find your identity and you're outside searching for it, probably looking at other people and trying to take a piece of what you see and say, that could be part of me. Mm-hmm. But you're right. It, your identity in, in Christ is an entirely different thing. Then there's always uh, people, Patrick, that will say, you know, I I like to do all my own thinking. And I think, well, that's interesting because um, I didn't know there was new thinking to be had out there. I think all you do is really align yourself with values that already currently exist. Well, you and I run into it's, uh, you know, I, I think it's funny how every generation since the beginning of time seems to think that they're the one that finally has it all figured out and, and that they're the ones that know everything and they're right about everything, which of course is what everybody's thought prior. And we'll think, uh, after we're long gone. Um, and I, I, I don't know if I've used this example before, but I, I know a lot of magicians, of course, as, as do you, and they're always striving to create something new. And I had a friend who had this original trick he had done for years. And then uh, one day I'm talking, I, I stopped by his house. He says, well, nobody has invented anything in a very, very long time. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he, he had picked up a, a collection of antique magic magazines and he had one that was a hundred plus years old. And there in the middle of that magazine was his trick. Now, either somebody time traveled <laughs> or, mm-hmm. or somebody invented it before him. And of course you and I will run into that if you're trying to write a joke. And sometimes people will say, is that original to you? And you say, maybe, yeah. It's highly possible somebody wrote it before. There, it's, it's, it's amazing that every self-help book that's out there to this day seems to be just a paraphrase of the Bible. So you have the original, 
the original with the best the best promises and the best ways to move about your life. And we continue to paraphrase it, but you're right, there's nothing new. Mm-hmm. And I was doing a little research on a couple of incredibly successful people, and one of them was a guy named Adolf Mer- Merkel, whose who's family business was Merkel Pharmaceuticals. And at one point, he was one of the uh, 50 richest people in Germany, and he had a net worth of about $9 billion, and he lost a fair amount of money in gambling in the stock market. And he said to his family one day when he was about 73, I'm going to go to the office. And he went to the top of a bridge and jumped in front of an oncoming train. And he just left a one-word note to his family that said, sorry. And I think, well, you know, you're always, you're always going to be trying to find something uh, more if you don't have Christ. If you don't have Jesus in your life, you yeah. will always look for something more. You would try to figure out ways in, to make yourself feel worthy, um, important, significant, and you're always going to end up paying a horribly, uh, horrible price for, for that. Well, I think a thing that comes with that, because uh, I, I know I've told you the story, my, my brother had a friend had a, almost the identical story who jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge, achieved an incredible amount of success, and six months later, uh, life wasn't worth living mm-hmm. uh, after achieving his lifelong dream. And all you could gather from it is that when he got what he wanted, it didn't deliver what he expected because the things of this world very rarely do Mm -hmm. deliver the things we expect. And I think that's why you sometimes see that story. You think, well, why, why did he do that? Whereas again, you know, if, if you pursue the one thing, you know, seek first the kingdom of God, right? Mm -hmm. The kingdom of heaven. And, uh, some of that stuff may or may not happen in your life. It won't matter because you have the, the most important thing. You have that relationship. The other stuff will disappoint. Yeah, always does. It'll just disappoint. It, it always, always does. does. Yeah. And I now, think everybody, yeah, everybody wants to try it. You know, let me try that billion dollar lottery once, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's funny how you know when the lottery is only a hundred million dollars, most of us go, yeah, it's just not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Hundred million. Nah, now you let me know when it gets up to five hundred, six hundred million. Then I'm then interested. Yeah. Then I'll put forth the effort to purchase a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah the the point. One of the points I wanted to make today was just be reminded God loves you. If you know Him as your Savior, you are in the family of God, and He has forgiven you. Your name is written in the book of life, and your identity is him. You've got an exchanged life and that's a beautiful thing. So everything else in life is, you know, nice, but it's not important there. It's nice, but it's, it's not as important. Yeah. So true. It's not as important. All right. Well, I'll leave you with this little tidbit. Yeah, please. If the weather is nice on a nice day, uh, weather is nice. Canadian geese can fly up to 1500 miles in a single day. Oh, come on. But no matter what the weather is, it still takes them 10 minutes to waddle across the street. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good thing. All right, Patrick, have a great day. Thanks. You You bet. Patrick Albanese has been my guest. We'll take a short break, and then the Monday afternoon mix is next.
team. Let's do some radio. Yeah. Let's do some go, radio. Go, go. Monday it's afternoon Monday. mix. Monday, it's Monday, mix. Monday. Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah, here we are once again. Oh, yeah. You're all lit up, David Miles. Pastor yeah, David Miles. Up. Yes, you are. You're like in this crazy mood right now. Oh, my goodness. He yeah. came in full of joy. I know he did. He did. I did. He just walked in just bouncing in. I did. You know how uh, the scripture says that the Lord inhabits the praises of his people? Mm-hmm. I was um, super, superly blessed um, last night. And uh, for my birthday present last month, my my son, my wife, my kids, they got me tickets to the Festival of Praise. So last Very night cool. at the State Theater in Minneapolis, uh, it was Israel Houghton and Fred Hammond. And every praise belongs to our God, Hezekiah Walker. Bishop Hezekiah Walker, and it was, it wasn't a concert. It was just, it was three hours of just worship. Wow. Just anointed, powerful worship. And uh, just the reminder of of God's, just his goodness, and even how, you know, you get to, you get to reflect upon just the the incredible things that God has done in your life, through your life, around your life, and how God moves and works in spite of you. And so, you know, I was I was sitting there, and it's kind of fitting because the other day I was reading uh, Psalm one forty three, and the psalmist says, "Hear my prayer, O Lord; give ears to my plea for mercy. In your faithfulness, answer me in your righteousness." And there's a song. Um, Fred Hammond has from his uh, uh, from his inner inner court um, record called "Hear My Cry, O Lord, Attended to My Earnest Prayer, Rescue Me, Lord Jesus, and Take Away My Ever Fear." And it's like it's so it's so sweet. And so, you know, sometimes we were talking about this before we came on. Um, sometimes you don't realize that today's praise, and for some of you right now, it's a sacrifice to give praise. Uh, with the things that you're going through. But today's praise becomes fertilizer to the harvest that you will be reaping in the future. Mm-hmm. It, it, it comes back to you. It, 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 it fills you. And, and guys, as I sat there last night and I was thinking. Here come the tears. <laughs> I'm thinking of all the ways that God's been so faithful. Mm. And how he's been better to me, like the old folks used to say, better to me than I could be to myself. And, uh, you know, and that's why it was actually, they would actually say, woo, because that's what you have to say. You used to say, woo, my heart just, my heart praises him. And, uh, oh, man. And it was just rich standing there with my, my wife and worshiping. And then what's so sweet is... My two oldest boys, DJ and Jackson, um, who who love the Lord, and uh, you know just what a blessing. And and w- watching them worship and listening to them sing their hearts out, and and it's like it's not just like oh this is some cute thing to do, but like it's like no, you really are are you you know you're really praising God and you're 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 reminding yourself like uh Fred said that no weapon formed against me shall prosper it won't work God will do what he said he would do to stand on his word and he will come through and like you just having to you know remember that and you know songs like creating me a clean heart and I 
will forever serve you. And I mean, like, so when you, when you allow those things, you know, um, to come to mind, and it's not just gospel. You know, I was, I was listening the other day to Utmost Horus Highest, and there's this song that Stephen Curtis Chapman sings. You know, sometimes he comes in the clouds, you know, and uh, you, you start realizing um, his mercy is fresh. And you start to think of those times like you, you wanted to throw in the towel and you wanted to give up and you couldn't see another reason to keep, keep going. And you hear, you know, the, the words, uh, you know, Kerr Franklin, of, we are conquerors conquerors, you know, and you, you start, you start thinking about these things that, that God does, you know, in and through your life and, and those times where you're, you're curled up and you're in tears and you're praying for people with people and people are praying for you. And, you know, I, my, my heart, one, I didn't know how much my soul really needed that last night. Right. You know, right. Like, Yes, I just went through that myself where I didn't realize my bones were so dry. Yes. Right? That I needed the the presence of God like everybody else. Yeah. Right? And Netflix couldn't do it. No. You know, sorry. (laughs) Netflix doesn't do it. I'm like, you know, and like even like a good movie, it couldn't do it. There was a whole bunch of things that didn't, it couldn't quite do what praise Mm -hmm. and what worship and 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 being reminded of who he is and and who who you are right you know and it's like i sat there and was trying to sing i am a friend of god i'm not sure if people hear us on this one i am a friend of god he calls me friend like when you think about like Y'all are more perfect in here, but the times that I've messed up, I'm like, man. Mm. But the fact, you know, who am I that you are mindful of me, that you hear me? And here the psalmist said, hear my prayer, O Lord. And he does. You know, he The king of all kings, the great, his majesty, sees you and he hears you. And that is, you know... Just seeing um, your emotion come out, and and I thank you know thank you, David, because I was at Set Apart um, two weeks ago, and I didn't realize, and I felt the same way, and I didn't realize how dry I had become, mm-hmm. and how much, and I can the only thing I can say is that I understood a little, uh, you know, that we all need to feel like we are seen by God, used by God part of his family, brotherhood by God. And it's this such a tender place because we all know we're fallen. Mm-hmm. So when we're fallen and, and and that's real familiar, but to, to have to be used to feel his grace on your life when you're in that kind of praise, it's, it's what I think leads us that kind of praise that Thanksgiving, you know, Psalm 100 says you enter his courts with Thanksgiving or open his gates with Thanksgiving and enter his courts with praise. I think from that praise comes worship that says that gets you to that point of your fallenness face in the floor before him where you say, send me, send me, right? Like it goes from praise to worship that just crumbles you. And out of gratitude, 
you say, I'll show up again, even though this is hard, I'm showing up again, even though I might get beat down like Paul did, I'm showing up again, send me, right? It's like this transfer from Thanksgiving to praise and then from praise to worship. Mm. And, and, and you're right, Rosie. It's it's this beautiful thing that, that, that our God, he really is an awesome God. He mm-hmm. really does reign from heaven above with wisdom, power, strength, and love. You know, and and when you're sitting in that, and what was rich about, like, last night about this this worship event, Festival of Praise, that was, you know, was, was like, really crying out to the Lord. Like, with people just, like, I sent some video out. To, to some to friends because I was just like this this is off the hook it's off the chain and like sometimes you know sometimes we 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 get too cute like we're we're like really uh, you know overtly concerned about everyone um, you know around us and what what we're thinking and I think that's sometimes the beautiful thing about crying snotty trials because you don't have time to be cute you only have time to be authentic. You know, and so in the psalm before, when David says, with my voice, I cry out to the Lord. With my voice, I plead for mercy to the Lord. I pour out my complaint before him. I tell my troubles before him. When my spirit faints within me, you know my way. You know, and and that's that's not like, that's not like cute. And, you know, one of the things that was interesting, you know, and, and besides like, you know, it made me miss my mama. Hmm. Mm. Seeing all these older, esteemed African-American women, you know, and, and gentlemen walking around and just, you know, it's Chocolate City. I mean, like it was. But but we also understood why it was that as a as a black church, we got over, you know, like it's not it's not it's not pleasant history, but it's real history, mm-hmm. you know. And how do you come through that? with a heart that worships and how do you come through those things and those continual things with a heart that praises and, and the people who are leading us, they were going back to how how our, our our forefathers, you know, and our foremothers, they they got over those things, you know. Um because you had you had to praise your way through it, you know. Um, because you you would have you would have lost your mind without unless if you know, uh, old old gospel, if it had not been for the Lord on my side, where would I be? Mm-hmm. Where would I be? You know, and so, um, yeah, it was just, it was, it was just delightful um, thinking through these things and 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 singing, you know, like every praise is to our God. Every word of worship, Hezekiah Walker, is to our God. Every praise, and like what I love sometimes about the gospel tradition. You know, some folks don't like it because, like, you'll keep singing and, like, you'll repeat stuff. But, like, sometimes you don't necessarily believe it on the first one. Okay? You know, and sometimes you don't even believe it on the second. You know, and, and you, when I talk about fertilizer that produces a, a future harvest, you know, last night uh, Hezekiah Walker led us in a song. I thought I was going to come out out my shoes and it was a song called uh clean inside he goes won't he make you clean inside won't he make you clean and like you sing it then it's like but then you keep singing you start to think wait a minute jesus does 
make us clean inside. Like he gets us a place where Irish Spring can't get to. I'm sorry for some of the for the kids out there. They're like Irish what? You know that's a bar of soap. Bar of soap. What's a bar of soap? You know, but like Dove can't get there. There's a place that Jesus gets inside of you, and He cleans cleanses you. And uh, you know it's 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 beautiful and. And guys, we have these moments where we'd break off and uh, we would have just the guys sing. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to remember the song that we sang, but they led and they said, all right, fellas, we're just going to have you sing. And, like, we, we sang our part and, like, they like the place just erupted and they're like, stop. And, uh, and Fred Hammond said, he goes, now listen, there's something comforting and beautiful and powerful for the women in here, when you hear men worship, like when you hear men worship and, and when, when they praise God and it comes out, uh, you know, just on the greatness of who God is, you know, um, it's like uh, one person once said, you know, there's something comforting about hearing a room full of men just laugh, There's something beautiful, you know, about that. So, so yeah, so my, my heart. My heart is uh, is uh, is quite is quite full, and uh, you know, um, in Psalm one forty three, the psalmist says in verse five, "I remember the days of old; I meditate on all that you've done. I ponder the work of your hands. I stretch out my hands to you, and my soul thirsts for you like a parched land." You know, and last night just stretching out our hands and just singing to the living God of the universe, you know? And, uh, you know, it's, it's such a, it's such a beautiful, powerful thing, you know, singing when the spirit of the Lord, you know, I will dance like David dance, you know, and it's like, and just watching people enter in and freely just praise God. And you know that everybody in that room, that everything wasn't together, you know, like Fred Hammond said, you know, it's praising God even when your spouse isn't acting right. Even when that child is wayward, praising God, even when you got released from your job, praising God is, you know, you know, you're driving in and in Duluth and saying, man, like I ain't got that much gas, you know, or my roommate, I'm not understanding my roommate and I'm ready to be done. And I'm trying to, as my, my old boss used to say to me, she was a believer. She said, I'm trying not to have a flesh flash. I'm trying, I'm trying to let the spirit just control me because I'm about to... I'm seriously, it was so funny. She called me in one day on my phone, extension range. She's like, David, I said, yeah, Ruth. She goes, well, can you just come in here? I said, yeah. So I came in, I'm like, you okay? She's like, can you just pray for me? I'm like, yeah, I can pray for you. She goes, I was about to have a flesh flash. Can you just pray that the spirit of God would just, would just take control of me at this moment? I might have to borrow that. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. That is amazing. I, you put us in the room last night. I feel the grace that poured into your spirit. It's just come on, shining off you today. Yeah, and I think, like, we need sometimes. 
mm-hmm. just to step back. Like sometimes we just need to step back and just go someplace and just sing. Yeah, man. We'll take a little break. You'll listen to the Monday afternoon mix. Pastor David Miles, who is the pastor at New Hope Church in New Hope, Minnesota, an adjunct professor right here at the University of Northwestern. And Rosie B and I, be right back. David Miles, Rosie B. And coming up uh, this month, we're having a, a lovely opportunity for you to uh, get a book called A Simple Path to Following Jesus. You can learn more about what it really means to be a Christian and discover how to more effectively share your faith with others. And that's much thanks to Bethany House Publishers. We've got many, many, many copies to give out. It's a book by Rusty George, who I had on the show last week. You can enter to win at myfaithradio.com. So we've been talking with uh, Pastor David Miles about his glorious uh, worship experience last night. And I tell you, we've got a lot of people saying, this is touching hearts. Yeah, um, I'm grateful for you guys uh, that it is. And uh, I know it was for me. And, And even before, like, we were coming on, we were talking about how, like, sometimes we don't, like, know these things are going on. And uh, years ago, my wife Tammy and I, we lived with, um, at that time, Moody Broadcasting's only executive VP of broadcasting, a guy named Bob Neff, just an incredible godly man, and hoped to have his wife, Miriam, on sometime, who started Widow Connection Ministry after Bob died uh, from ALS. Um, But we would talk about how sometimes these things are happening in the body we don't know because, like, say, Dove music Mm -hmm. is predominantly white Christian, contemporary Christian music, and you have Stellar which is predominantly black. And like, so the need for those to cross over because we are kind of more mixed in our music. And um, I know like next month, uh, Maverick City is going to be coming with Kurt Franklin, you know. Uh, and so, and you have Mercy Me, I understand, that's going to be coming as well. And I'm not sure, is KTIS like we're hosting that? I think that's coming up as well. And yeah. Most likely. Yeah, and so like this, really. So there's these there's these beautiful opportunities um, to enter in, you know. And I I think it's I think it's important um, for us to to encourage because even last night people were invited to this this concert. Not everyone was saved, but there were people who got saved last night because they thought they were coming to a concert. They just didn't realize they were coming to a worship event, mm-hmm. and to just have that much praise and that much you know, just realness happening, um, it impacted people's life, you know. So, you know, may this be an encouragement for you wherever you're at today. Um, you know, even tonight, maybe instead of your favorite Monday night show, you know, put on your earphones and go for a walk and just talk or sing with the Lord and let him feed your soul. And you be, 
you be reminded and, and jump off again, Psalm 143, when it says, verse 8, let me hear in the morning of your steadfast love, for in you I trust. Make me know the way I should go, for to you I lift up my soul. And God made us made us to worship and made us to praise him. So, so that's really, really cool. Psalm 143 is so, so good, so strong. It, amen. Amen. I mean, I was I was thinking, should I just read the whole thing right now? Because it's can. so strong. You I think can. you should, Bill. I think you should. Mm. Lord, hear my prayer. Listen to my cry for mercy. In your faithfulness and righteousness, come to my relief. Do not bring your servant into judgment, for no one living is righteous before you. The enemy pursues me. He crushes me to the ground. He makes me dwell in the darkness like those long dead. So my spirit grows faint within me. My heart within me is dismayed. I remember the days of long ago. I meditate on all your works and consider what your hands have done. I spread out my hands to you. I thirst for you like a parched land. Answer me quickly, Lord. My spirit fails. Do not hide your face from me or I will go down like I will be like those who go down to the pit. Let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love for I have put my trust in you. Show me the way I should go for I for to you I entrust my life. Rescue me from my enemies, Lord, for I hide myself in you. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. May your good spirit lead me on level ground. For your name's sake, Lord, preserve my life. In your righteousness, bring me out of trouble. In your unfailing love, silence my enemies. Destroy all my foes, for I am your servant. Mm. Mm. And you know what's so profound about that? Mm. Is that's not... That's not David on a beach, Mm-mm. you know, you know, sunshine on my pillow makes me happy. You know, it's not, it's not, not John Denver and, you know, not saying that John didn't have hard times, but it's like, dude's like, listen, I got enemies. Right. I'm like, deliver me from your enemies. You know, I have people stretching my, my, for my enemy has pursued my soul. You know, and you, you might like, okay, well, I don't really have someone like pursuing me with a sword, but you may feel at work like you're being pursued down. Like people are like, they know your integrity and they're mm-hmm. not really down with that, you know, or you're wanting to make a stand and be a person of character. And, and people are like, oh, come on, Rosie. Like, you don't mm-hmm. realize how big of a deal this would be for our company. <laughs> like, can you just like skew the numbers just a little bit? Yeah, that's happened to me before. I know, Rosie mm-hmm. told me I've got 27 million people listening to my show. <laughs> and I believed her. So. Oh, my stars. Okay, so what? is this. Well, that's, that's true, isn't it? it? Well, if you think. Over a year, maybe. Over a year? Yeah. Yeah, yeah how about that? Maybe two? I'm crushed. Well, they say that for it was daily. each person is really connected. The average person has a connection to about 2,000 people. And so I remember working in sales that they would tell us about, you know, good customer service because, like, it could travel so quickly in 72 hours. Um, so treating people well, which is basically honoring people as the image bearers that they are. So, Yeah. We're talking about spiritual warfare today in the next hour. Yeah. And when, Bill, when you read that, when it said, for you are my God, you know, I think often we forget because we're in the miry pit, right? The enemy's mm-hmm. after us. And for you are my God and praise and worship, those are weapons of spiritual warfare. Absolutely. For even standing and saying, for 
for the Lord Jesus is my God. That is a standing position. That's a spiritual warfare position. And I feel like David taught us that all the time through the Psalms of how to stand and how to fight in it. Yeah, I mean, like who would have thought that, you know, marching around a city and and putting the musicians and the worshipers in front, I mean, that's not your typical Navy SEAL strategy. No. Um, but, yeah, praise. And it's so it's so confounding because it would seem like, well, this... This just seems like, why would you do that? But I, I can tell you, last night, as we began to praise God, and you start to think about who he is, you know, and who you are, a lot of things, you know, um, you know, they start to fade away. And I think there's, a, there's you know, that song, you know, um, and the things of this world will go strangely dim in the light of your glorious glory and grace. So turn your eyes upon Jesus. Like, really? Like, mm. and so like, I mean, like if, if we could tell you anything today, we want you to get Jesus. Like, seriously. I mean, like all, if you're listening and you, you're working and all of a sudden like you stopped, it's not because like David Miles, Bill and Rosie, like we're all that cool. Actually, Bill and Rosie are really cool. Personally, I got to tell you that, but it's really because of Jesus. What you're hearing is Jesus capturing our heart and just know that he wants to capture your heart as well. David, thank you for your very authentic self today, which you always bring into the studio. I appreciate that. Loved hearing the story, loved the emotion, loved your authenticity. That's it for the Monday Afternoon Mix, but a great one. We're going to come back with Beth Guckenberger. She's written a book called Throw the First Punch, Defeating the Enemy Hellbent on Your Destruction. Thanks for listening. Programming like this is made available through your support. Information available at MyFaithRadio.com.